than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal What's up, Chris? Yeah, dear. Good episode today. Fuck yeah, man. We've been kind of waiting on doing this special mentors episode, man. All mentor mentors all day. All the time. All the time. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. This is actually episode 18, and we are recording this a little bit in the past. So by the time you guys have heard it, uh, we're going to be from two weeks, weeks ago. Out, yeah. And it's only because I'm going to be gone, and so we thought we'd have something to play during that week, and we wanted to do this on the mentors, and so it was just a perfect occasion. Good timing, too. Yeah, to do it and uh, put this together for you guys. So uh, that's kind of the deal. It's it's like we did with Zodiac, where the whole thing is about the topic, and in this case, it is the mentors of the band, and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Rape rock. <laughs> it's some fucked up shit, and it's totally us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Our fucking Beavis so and good. Butthead side is going to shine like fucking glimmering jewels of fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, idiocy, but uh, anyway, uh, I've been a big mentors fan legit since 1985. Uh, when I bought uh, the album you asked for it me and a buddy and i recap i talked about this i think it was last week um about how i came to know the mentors and bought the album with a buddy um you know he called me at home because i had to go home to eat and he started listening to some of the albums we bought and he's like you gotta get over here check this shit out dude dude it's fucking ridiculous man you gotta get over here and i'm like man i'm fucking at home i'm trying to eat you know my parents are fucking gonna kick my ass like and i know you're supposed to be on the phone yeah my dad was like old school with that so anyway i got over there eventually and oh my god i mean started listening to this (laughs) shit and you know it starts out if you listen to that you asked for it first song sandwich of love <laughs> Dude, it's that's, fucking that's so awesome fucking good. <laughs> and the music starts out and it's just kind of just basic metal you know rock a little punky a little, a little bit it's just very simple there's nothing really crazy about it it's not fast it's just kind of just basic like garage rock and it's awesome and then the fucking singing comes in and that's <laughs> when it's like a complete game changer because he comes in and it's like at that time like they people didn't sing it just was very odd but you know he starts singing it's the sandwich of love one below and one above you know he's singing like that and it was so fucking funny you know <laughs> and and you hear his words oh he's like he enunciates he it like saying? really <laughs> clearly which I is can't funny. believe he's saying that oh yeah and the fucking subject matter is just <laughs> so fucking raunchy man you guys are in for it if you uh, haven't yeah. heard of, of the, the mentors, you're in for it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty but, fucking cool. <laughs> but, you know, I was hearing this for the first time. Again, 1985. At that time, you know, just getting into or was into already like bands like Iron Maiden, yeah, Judas Priest, Priest Sabbath. 
But then I started getting into that emergence of that more underground stuff with Slayer, Metallica, yeah. Megadeth. At that time, we're still relatively underground. They weren't on major labels at that time, or they were getting there, but they weren't there yet. So it was a, it was a unique time. So the mentors were just so off the fucking path. I mean, it was just a complete departure from so what different. you were used to listening from to. From mainstream and uh, yeah. new underground. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just so fucking funny and so that's what drew me to it and you know they were very controversial you know um a lot of protests outside their shows oh, for sure you know nowadays they'd probably run them out of town if, <laughs> if they knew they were still out there yeah, they because are. they are still out there but they do it in a different way which we'll talk about but uh but the mentors, uh, you know, were always been very labeled as, you know, women haters and misogynistic, male chauvinists, whatever you want to call it. Because the lyrics, I mean, they're so raunchy. They are so, so raunchy. Someone, Jesus, dude. Yeah, their persona, Golden you know, they shower. come out, they all come out, the three of them with the executioner hoods on. Yeah, they got and, big black executioner hoods. And, and they, they got, got naked chicks dancing on stage. The whipping woman. Strap-ons and... <laughs> fucking like actual sex acts going going on on, on stage is fucking insane yeah. like and duce walking around with that like big old dildo hanging out his pants yeah like, i mean it was extreme with that kind of stuff so i mean they they certainly played it up to the hill and had fun with it but of course people don't you know find that sort of thing very funny sometimes those of us that did or found the humor in it were lifelong fans right those of them that heard it and were all offended were certainly the ones out there protesting it and just throwing a fit. Basically you know? giving it more pub publicity. Right, because all <laughs> they're doing is drawing attention exactly. to it. You know, so. But um, the band members had funny stage names like El Duce for the drummer-singer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, he is just fucking... The he is the, the center point of it all just because of the way his he was. His antics and, yeah, just the way he was. Yeah, exactly. just drunk. I mean, he was wasted, hammered. I mean, wasted all the time. When we say drunk, I mean, we're talking about, like, people carrying him out. Yeah. You know, like that kind of drunk. Uh, Dr. Heathen Scum on bass and Sicky Wife. Sicky you gotta wife love that. Uh, on guitar. <laughs> And uh, they've had a shitload of temporary members. And Chris, when we watched the documentary, dude, there was a couple of fucking. We were losing it, man. And I wrote them down. <laughs> like insect on acid. Insect on acid is got to be the that best fucking... <laughs> fake band name person I've ever fucking heard in my life. That's so awesome. This little black dude who probably weighs eighty pounds. <laughs> And he's a drummer, and, and he, he goes, was their drummer yeah, for a like, period of time. Hey, man, I need a name. Insect on acid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, you got to love that. So uh, that's just a great fucking name. But some of the other ones, uh, uh, Cousin Fister, Moose Dick, El Rapo, and then the one we my, were dying over, Papa Sneaky Sperm Shooter. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, like when the guy's on screen, you know how like when you watch documentaries, it shows their, their name. name. <laughs> So it's so funny because April, you know, who did the documentary yeah. or rockumentary on this, uh, on the band, 
has the name, you know, so it says like Papa Sneaky Sperm Shooter. So you're like, like a, a double take. Like, did like, that just say what I thought it fucking said? It, but isn't it like, uh, if I remember right, like their actual names are small, oh. and then there's like a big logo of their fucking stage name. Oh yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She really does it up. It, it's it's really cool, and we'll we'll get into all that too. Um, but yeah, just some of the names, you know, just fucking funny but in you know the music is really kind of just straightforward rock and metal with like you said chris a little hint of some punk in there but really it's pretty pretty run of the mill it's yeah, the it's, singing and stuff that makes it so funny uh but songs you know about subjects golden showers i mean the song is called golden yeah the showers. song's literally called got a music Shower. video for it <laughs> and it is literally people pissing on each other so it is like yeah um, it's not simulated. They're like they're straight up doing pissing on each other. Uh, double penetration, raping women while they sleep. They had a song called "Sleep Bandit." Sleep Bandit, yeah, yeah. I'm the Sleep Bandit. Can't you stand it? So yeah, good <laughs> shit. Uh, peeping on women, and even uh, eating, eating a chick a out ch- while she's on the rag yeah. and shit. <laughs> and obviously, none of these things, either of us. And neither do those guys condone. I it's mean, just, this is just it, fun. It was I mean, just for the shock factor, just to yeah. be fucking crazy and exactly. let out shit. It's a it ain't no different joke. than death metal lyrics. No, I mean, and, honestly. No. And I mean, in a lot of these, you know, like dudes are like on the receiving end of things. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is not a male female thing. This is just a, like you said, just a raunchy. How dirty can we be? Loving it just for the off. sheer fucked up and yeah. how much it gets a rise out of yeah. the people that don't like it which a lot of us <laughs> take pleasure in you know i love it yeah, yeah i mean that's what makes you you know uh almost inspires you to do it um but it's brutal as hell um but just you know just those guys were just having a good time uh jamming on stage and the shit that they were doing was they were doing it with people that were in full fucking cooperation, they yeah, wanted yeah. to do it too. So whatever, we're they, not here to judge. There's some fucked up shit going on yeah. on the stages, man. Oh yeah, but nobody's being done anything against their will. So just want to make that very clear. Um, the mentors, though, they started in 1976, so definitely going back a ways in Seattle, and then two relocated. years older than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going back a ways, uh, and then relocated to Los Angeles in '79. Um, and that was funny in the in the DVD about <laughs> how, how he, he got explains his name it. All DJ. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he, got, he got the mentor's name. Oh right, how he, yeah. how his uh, principal in school, <laughs> he was getting thrown out of school, I think, or expelled yeah, or whatever. He was like blowing the toilets up. He was and blowing the toilet doing the graffiti and shit. Yeah, and he got caught, and the and the principal was saying something to the effect of, you know, you're the mentor of it all. Yeah, you know, you're, you're the, the guy behind it. Yeah, you're the mentor. Watch his DVD. It's so fucking so good. So he explains <laughs> it, and then he said when he started his band, he thought he'd call it Mentors. So That's eyes in that video, dude. Oh, he's got the, some really weird the, eyes. The, they like the video of him... Uh, doing the uh date with el duce thing dude oh god <laughs> yeah crazy mike would have been an awesome sidekick oh, to dude, el duce dude I for mean, real. real yeah crazy real. mike is awesome el duce obviously taking it to an, a complete another level, level but crazy mike would have been a great understudy and assistant for to real <laughs> they would have been yeah it's too bad that that wouldn't be possible but um 
So yeah, it was just funny. Their first album, they called it the Trash Bag Album. If I remember right, and I don't know if I ever saw one of these, but I had heard that they were literally an album stuffed in a brown paper bag. Really? The printing was on the bag, but it was like ridiculously DIY. <laughs> Nothing and wrong with it. No. But that's fucking cool But shit. that's the one I told you about where the special thanks was just penicillin. Penicillin. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure that was the trash bag album. Um, and then they had a, a, a live album after that um at the whiskey and then they got signed to death records which was like metal blades dabble in like. underground stuff stuff that really couldn't fit the the repertoire of bands on the on the regular label so so death was where they they found a home and that's where they did the ultimate U yeah, ux tour, which everybody i mean if there's an album you know of by the mentors that's the one yeah the, the one with golden showers and sandwich, and sandwich of love 4f yeah. club i mean the, all the <laughs> classics Fire. all the classics Fucker. <laughs> Fucker, yeah. so uh so yeah and that was in 1985 and then uh it was after the release it was after that release that el duce Ended up on Springer, and of course, Chris, yeah. you have that friend of yours. Yeah, my buddy, Fat Sean, he was the, he's the kid on that. So, Sean, fucking hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we've been waiting for you to, definitely need to, to, watch this to send us video. a message and let us know you're out there, because yeah. we've referenced this a few yeah. times now. So. Anybody seen that episode of Springer? That's my homie, Sean. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But he was doing shit like that, and he was definitely playing the part, and he would usually be in his hood, you know, right. and just like being like a real all ass, you know, about women were his servants and all this shit. But they want to be raped. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the documentary shows, you know, his mom's on there, his, his sister's sister, on there, yeah. and they're all like, he was like the nicest guy you'd and ever want to meet. Didn't everybody hurt was a fucking I mean, fly, you know. He was a drunk, and that was the sad, yeah, he was a tragic part. Drunk because people said when he was sober, he was incredibly smart. Yeah, he was actually a very good musician, and suppose a, a super great guy but he just had that achilles heel started of, drinking like when he was like 13 or yeah something. with cough syrup and yeah. all that and he just he was an alcoholic that was just out of control and it's sad uh it's sad yeah. when you watch it you know you're like as funny as some of the stuff is you realize that part of it is real and it's yeah. like wow and his family is very candid about what he was like for real not on a, a on a stage you know uh, but they released a few more albums. Uh, they disbanded for a time. And then in 97, that was when... Yeah. Uh, Kurt Rawls a year. Well, Duce, El Duce was filmed in that... that uh, yeah, that Kurt Cobain documentary. Right. And that Kurt... What was Courtney, it called? Kurt and Courtney. Yeah, was called Kurt and Courtney. Yeah. And they said that he was offered five fifty thousand dollars yeah. from uh, Courtney to kill Kurt. Yeah, and he slips up and yeah, he oh dude, yeah, he's just talking and he says something about he knows who did it and then and he, he slips, slips and, and says, says a name, Alan. <laughs> and then he's like oh, and he caught himself. But of course, he's on camera yeah, saying and, this. I mean, there's no editing. He says yeah. it, and he's drunk as shit, so he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's hammered when they're talking to him. So. But obviously, this gets some people a little perturbed. Um, yeah. And, of course, everybody that know that was in that circle of those guys knew that the Alan he was referring to was Alan, Alan Wrench, Wrench, 
What a fucking who name. is a musician of you know of his own right, and uh, you know, and all this is conjecture because nobody knows, you know. But and you hear a lot of things, and who knows what's true and what's right. not. But There's that's what El Duce said was the name Alan. Now again, you know, the guy was drunk. I mean, who knows where he came up with that? But Alan Wrench, you know, is. You know, some people say maybe he was the one that killed Kurt Cobain for the 50000 Who the fuck knows? You yeah, know? and you'll see what happens. Watch yeah. this documentary. Yeah, you watch the Kings of Sleaze that we're going to be talking more about. And, um, you know, we're uh, you'll see that there's some definitely some, you know, eyebrows raised yeah, in that for whole sure. subject. So, uh, but that's, you know, that's and what... The interview with him on there was like really... You could tell it was not awkward... He didn't want to be there. Right. Yeah. So there's something going on in his head. Maybe he's just sick of hearing about it. Maybe he knows something fucking. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a very coincidence. It's a very odd coincidence because El Duce, you know, is, is dies only a few days after, after this documentary gets re Right. Gets he's released. hit by a train of all things. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an odd way to die. But I mean, the guy was an alcoholic. But then, but then the odd coincidence is, is that who's the last Alan person? Alan Wrench says he dropped him off at a convenience store yeah. by the, by these train tracks and left him there. Right. But so this guy was the last person to see him. Right. It's like, man, that's a little suspect. But, it is. I mean, I he mean, is a drunk. Who knows? He could have fucking been yeah, walking. I mean, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, nobody's saying anything's for but sure But it's here. still a little suspect. It makes you wonder, <laughs> you know, like he's the last one to see him. And then that's what, you know, so I don't know. Was it because he wanted to shut him up? You know? Right. Who knows? Uh, we're all just speculating here. Nobody knows anything for sure at all. So. Um, but it's like, as Chris mentioned, you know, it's in the Kings of Sleaze uh, DVD that we're going to be talking about um, because, you know, they did carry on after Duce. They obviously not the same. He was such right. a was, pivotal thing. Yeah, different. Once Duce wasn't there, the fans were like, man, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, they've always kept a core underground and, and a following that, you know, surprises me this many years later that people still dig them. Right. Because they're touring right now, as a matter of fact. And it's hard to find their shows sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because Dr. Heathen Scum, what he'll post on Facebook is, hey, tomorrow night we'll be in Corpus Christi, because he says that they can't post their tour dates far out in advance because of all the people that protest them. Yeah. It gives them more time to organize. To and organize or get so the show he, shut down or whatever. So he keeps it almost on the down low, and then they're still getting decent crowds. It's pretty impressive, so pretty crazy when you got to go to that extreme in a place where you're supposed to have last i fucking checked free Freedom, fucking speech yeah i mean i can say, I mean, say what the fuck i want i mean that's ridiculous you know uh so hence this podcast yeah that's why we thought it'd be cool to do it because we saw the uh you know this documentary rockumentary as they call it on the mentors that came it's out so good and i bought a copy of it and I was like, oh, my God, a woman put this thing together? And sure enough, April Jones, we've got a really cool interview that yeah, Chris and is, I did. It's a good interview. It was really awesome. Uh, thank you, April. Yeah, April was so cool to do it and take the time out. And a very funny story of how she got introduced. Dude, this is definitely mayhem segment yeah. with April. <laughs> it's, it is mayhem worthy. She was really fucking awesome and a very, very cool person and very talented because the DVD is fucking great. 
uh, shows a bunch of the old former members yeah. and uh, just all the people they talk about as the story goes on. It's just very well put together. Lots of music, of course, and just a lot of the funny yeah. things that they've done and have, you know, people objecting like that one preacher reading the Dude, reading lyrics to Golden, Golden Shower. Shower. Like, they're letting them do this? Really? Yeah, in the middle of a church, he's reading about a shit tower smelling sour. <laughs> prune skin power all this shit i'm like what the fuck you know it's so fucking classic so yeah it's it's a must watch fuck but we'll talk more about that with her and then of course chris kovac ck ck we we couldn't leave him out of it no he's gonna do a little mentors work himself he's got some mentors business to discuss so we'll do that uh he was also a big fan of the kings of sleaze movie and loved it so we hope you guys dig this Mentors Only episode. Yeah, and if you haven't heard them, really, check out the Mentors, yeah. man. Drink They're... a few beers or a couple <laughs> shots before yeah, you listen. Yeah, get it done. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be like, what the fuck am I hearing? Exactly. <laughs> so, enjoy. All right, I've got my buddy, CK, Chris Kovacs, all the way from Danbury, Connecticut on Skype. And Chris, we are talking some fucking mentors, man. <laughs> I, I never thought 30-something <laughs> years later we'd be talking about the mentors on, right? on a I know. podcast. I know. If you'd have sat us down back in the day and said, there's going to be a day. You guys are going to be on a computer talking through microphones about the mentors of all fucking bands, you know, but we've talked about a lot to our, uh, um, benefit or to our uh, defense, I should say, we have talked about a lot of other good metal bands up to this point, but this is the mentors and this is meant to be fun because the mentors are great. We both love them. We're doing this all mentors episode and I knew we had to include you and your take on the great, uh, prolific uh, band that we both love. So, what do you got to say about it? Yeah, I, just, I mean, I just, I just want to, you know, talk about my experience when I first heard them, and and you know, talk about just the the, the first two albums that that are classic. You know, the UX right. and up the dose. Yeah, those are the best ones. You know, and and I, when I, I I remember going to the record store with a friend of mine. He kept on saying, "You got, we, you got to buy this. You got to buy this." Because I had the money, and he didn't have any money. So obviously, if someone was going to buy it, it was going to be me, <laughs> right? You know. And I remember going to in Brookfield at the time it was called Record World. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh yeah, I remember Record World. And you go to the import section where the albums were, even though they weren't imports, but they right. said they were imports because <laughs> they could charge more money. Right. And they didn't know what else to do with them. You couldn't really put yeah. some of that shit up on a shelf, you know. Right, exactly. So um, I remember buying the Oz album, Fire in the Brain. <laughs> oh, no way. At the same time? And and the mentors, you asked for it. <laughs> Completely thinking that, you know, when you look at that fucking album cover, the mentors, you're like, "Oh God, 
I know. This is going to be one lesson, and it's going to be in the fucking garbage bin. Dude, if it wasn't for the song titles, I don't think we would have bought it either, because I bought it with a friend, as you know, and it was the song titles, dude. The the cover looked dumb. I mean, it was just funny, really, but, but we weren't listening to metal for fun or humor, so it was, a, you know, like when we looked at the song titles, we were like, are these guys fucking serious? Like, can right. this be real? So we bought it, like, just because we doubted, like, it was legit, you know? Because <laughs> you look at it, it's, it, it's got to be a goof. Right, right. You know? And and I remember at that time when you when you bought an album, you went home and, and you listened to it, it was like a religious experience. Oh, yeah. You know, and I put on that first Oz album, <laughs> and I listened to that fucking piece of shit once. Oh, come on now. You know you <laughs> loved Oz. Oh, my God. Well, that, we that, talked about this. What was that? Was that a couple episodes two, two ago? Two episodes ago. Yeah, with the with the crappy albums with cool album covers. So if you've missed us talking about Oz and are wondering why we're just singling these poor bastards out, <laughs> go listen to uh, episode 15 and you'll hear what we're talking about. But go ahead. And uh, I listened to that thing and I didn't... I was like, "Oh my god, that that that's horrible." That that went right into the shit bin, <laughs> you know. And I put on um, the mentors. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I, I probably spent like twenty bucks on, on, on something on two things. I'm never going to listen to again. Right. And then you hear the beginning of "Sandwich of Love." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is so fucking awesome!" Oh my god, I know, dude. It's so it's such an and I hate the overuse of the word epic, but honestly, it it is epic that song and the way it fucking starts and just oh I love it. It's my it's, a, it's still my favorite mentor song. It is. I just and think it's, it's a catchy hilarious. tune. It is. It is. You know, you know all the all the tunes are catchy. Shocked and gross for F Club. You know, yeah. Sleep bandits fix for a fuck. <laughs> Golden showers. Clap queen. Queen, uh, yeah. my erection is over. You, yeah, all, they're great. All good tunes. They are. They're great. I mean, they're just fucking awesome. It just, you know, obviously the lyrics and the subject matter is what freak people out. But like you said, they're just kick-ass fucking just simple metal yeah. rock, hard rock tunes, you know? You know, and, and I loved it so much. I, I, I um joined the uh, Mentors fan club. Oh, you did tell me that. Now, I did not do that, but you did. And what did they send you, you said? <laughs> I remember at that time you had to self the, the, <laughs> the, the information in an envelope and like right. 46 weeks later or whatever it was. For this one, it was like three months later. I finally get a big envelope <laughs> that says the Mentors on the left-hand side. And um, I think I got a welcoming letter. Uh, uh, executioner's hood. <laughs> um, and the awesome part was you got a bumper sticker. Oh, nice. But what it was, what was on the bumper sticker that was awesome. They all put their fucking, fucking snots on it. Oh, uh, you told me about the snots. So they put that on the bumper sticker and, and signed it. And oh, El had a fucking hair in it. Oh, nasty <laughs> as fuck. Dude, you got to show me that when I come out there. I don't have it anymore. Oh, no way. I, I, I Did Laura throw it away? Like, no, it got thrown oh. away before I met her. Oh, I was going to say, because yeah, we've been I, through that with my issue with my wife throwing something away. 
So that's good. I don't have to get on Laura about that then. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, then when it came out with Up to Dose, I was like, oh god. You know, as soon as that comes, I, I saw the advertisement for it, you know, in, in the magazine. From oh, Bob. yeah. You know, because they were signed to Metal Blade's subsidiary label, Death Records, you know. Right. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I got to buy that when it comes out. And that was even better. Oh, yeah, that was good. On the Rag was fucking the most brutal, you though. Know, oh, that was so fucking nasty. You know, rock em, sock em, kick your ass. Yeah. What? Heterosexuals know, have the right to rock. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, the ballot type adultery. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Those suck, guys are fucking suck, hilarious. Fuck, cook, clean. Yep. You know, yeah. all, all, um, all classic songs. Yeah, for sure. And you could see why women hated him, you know, a lot of women, I should say, because of the sexual nature and the male dominance shit. And of course, they played up to that. Yeah. You know, and, you know it, it was a joke. And, and if you were, if you, if you were, so wound up that you didn't take it as a joke, then you know what? Fuck you. Right. And it, you'll, you know, you'll hear when we do the April Jones interview on this episode and she made the, you know, the mentors, uh, DVD Doc- and documentary, yeah. or documentary, right. Rockumentary. She, we talk about this is, is Duce. They weren't really like that. It just, you know, it's like any persona for a, entertainer for the most part there's always going to be exception but for the most part you know they're exaggerated even if they're slightly that way or whatever it's exaggerated for the stage so what you know you take it with a grain of salt but some people just can't take a fucking joke you know you know and and i remember seeing uh, seeing them on like um a couple of talk shows during the day and yeah you know with gg allen and all that and people got so fucking wound up. I'm like, really? Right. Are you fucking that stupid that you can't yeah. see that that's a joke? Right. It's, that they it's don't totally actually go ridiculous. out and do this stuff in real life? <laughs> right. Right. Now, we both know that El Duce was a fucking alcoholic hardcore, and that's why, you know, they had a lot of some, they had a lot of issues with touring and and stuff. And we got the Dr. Heathen Scum interview coming up later where he talks about that, that this tour they're on, right now as this is airing uh or being posted live uh to the internet uh this is the biggest tour they've ever done because you know he was just such a mess he couldn't do yeah, it i mean i mean i didn't realize you know i watched the doc i didn't realize they had all those drummers playing while he was still in the band because yeah. he can he was so fucked up he can do both right right yeah, I mean, it was amazing the footage they showed on that DVD of when he did play, and he actually wasn't too bad, you know. No, he was he was a really good drummer when he was sober and and together, and you know, unfortunately, he his demons got to him, and yeah, in the end, it, it it's what really killed him, you know. Unfortunately, even though there there was controversy behind that, and right, you know, with the Kurt and Courtney documentary debate and yes you know and yeah. we get into with, all that with april it's interesting to hear her take on it you know you know so you know it, it, it's sad but they 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 still play today and um you know like i said I, I wanted to concentrate on the two albums that i think are yeah are the classics yeah um not not to say that anything is wrong with anything that came out after but no not at all you know they're all good albums i mean i have all of them on on cd unfortunately they're not available on vinyl right um 
but the um, I know the up dose and the UX for it. If you, I think if you go on CD Baby, they have the reissues with the um, bonus tracks, and that's the one I have. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no, so so sounds sounds decent. I would I'd pick them up for a joke, not even for a joke, I'm, but for you know, sometimes you just put them on just to to fucking laugh. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I always look at stuff like that as like a palate cleanse, you know, right, because exactly. most of what I'm listening to and what you're listening to is pretty intense stuff. You know, we both like a lot, not all of the same things, but some of the same things. And so when you listen to something like that, like you said, you know, maybe cleaning the house or right. just to laugh and just it's so crazy. And my son and I love to jam you know the uh, you axed for it stuff so it's it's just funny i mean he's you know 26 now so he he can definitely deal with it but he was listening to it in a teenage years and of course uh that was not the best parenting choice but uh <laughs> he survived I think, I think joey turned out okay yeah, he's all right. He's all yeah, right. I, I think he's okay. I think I, I, yeah. I don't think you fucked him up. No, him. not he too bad. To mentors. <laughs> not too bad. But uh, yeah, he grew up listening to crazy shit from me. That's for sure. But yeah, anything else you wanted to add to the discussion about the uh, the, the mighty mentors? No, just just I, I wish they would actually reissue them on on vinyl. You know, maybe I don't know if if if. Metal Blade still has the rights to him, but it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I can ask uh, Heathen Scum and see what he says because, of course, he would know, and that would be, yeah, you know, anybody that wants to get any of the Mentors merch, um, you know, you can get them on Facebook. They have a page on Facebook. I know they have a website, and then there's that MentorsRockumentary.com, I think's the the, the .com for the movie, but – but yeah, I mean they're all over social media. Yeah, and you, you can go can on CD them. Baby, I believe, to get the CDs. That's cool. They have they have the majority of them on CD Baby. So if you go on there, you can get um you can get the music. That's cool. And we'll be playing through this whole episode little snippets of stuff from the mentors. And at the end, you know, uh, we'll plug it good so people want to check it out. They maybe didn't grow up listening to crazy shit like that. So. Well, thank you for your contribution to this conversation, Chris. We've got a pretty crazy Mentors episode here, so I'm glad you were part of it. Uh, how could I not be? Exactly. You know, such an influence in my life. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. All right, thanks. All right. Chris and I have the pleasure to be speaking with filmmaker April Jones, who is the writer, director, and producer of the new rockumentary about the mentors, the Kings of Sleaze. Welcome, April, and thanks for doing this interview with us for Murder Metal Mayhem. Yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? Going good. How are you out there? Fucking great. Fuck it's yeah. beautiful and Cali. California. <laughs> yeah, we see your pictures, and we're like in the boring Midwest, in the cornfields, all, all these cool there, things. I guess. 
Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you know, it's different. It's different. It is. It is. But, you know, like when it's the dead of winter is when those pictures really suck. Yeah. Know? We're like, <laughs> wow, we're sitting here in 10 feet of snow and it may be cold to you guys out there, but it's a lot better to us. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, well, as you know, uh, I mentioned to you, I've been a huge fan of the mentor since the day I bought you asked for it. Um, you know, I've heard, you know, once I heard about the documentary, I had to get it. Uh, it was amazing. I, 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 I can't say enough what a great job you guys did putting that together. So how did this whole thing get started? I mean, uh, it had to be a journey. Um, and did you already <laughs> know the band when you did it? Um, yeah, so I met the mentors in Portland, Oregon. I was currently producing a heavy metal public access TV series. Um, nice. And I had hit them up for an interview for my show. And so, you know, I do the interview and there's like some guy like puking right next to him during the interview. <laughs> it was oh, epic. <laughs> and on stage during golden showers some chick was pissing in two dudes mouths no on way. stage and i'm up there with Damn. my fucking fisheye camera getting splashed with piss <laughs> oh my god i was like here's a money shot baby oh for real <laughs> so, oh man yeah, talk about pretty. putting in so your dues wow that's fucking <laughs> so that's brutal. my first experience with the mentors oh wow that's cool shit oh <laughs> like when you got the idea to do the uh documentary did you like use uh crowdfunding or like did you have a pre-budget that you already had? How did that work? Well, um, you know, after that time, like a couple years later, um, or a year or two, I don't know, um, they were actually looking for a filmmaker. Uh, Mad Dog had made a post on Facebook. Right. Uh, you know, talking about all the documentaries, like Anvil and Pentagram. And it's like, the mentors need one. Like, sure. fuck this shit. You know? So I was Definitely. like, hey, I'm your girl. And so... I pretty much skipped pre-production and went straight into production. Like a, like a month later, they were going on a U.S. tour, and I was like, fuck. Wow. Uh, so I grabbed my camera. And, um, and then, yeah, we did do a fundraiser, but that totally flopped. I'm not into marketing. I don't really understand it all that well at the time. So I, you know, we made like 900 bucks, which was enough to get a really good lavalier microphone because sound <laughs> is really important. Right. So, and then, you know, Steve Roy helped kicked in. He's the executive producer. So he contributed financially as well. And uh, I did also freelancing for sure on the side. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Steve's a great guy. I've known him for years just online, but uh, I went and seen him many years ago. They came through Illinois and I used to run an organization called Heavy Core and used to kind of That's like it, it was like a group of metal bands that were like a union, so to speak. And and they were honorary members. And Steve was just super cool. So, yeah, I, I just messaged him. So we'll see if he chimes in here. So we'll see. Cool. But, right on. Yeah. But uh, since the mentors have such a strong resistance, you know, I, I on your rockumentary, you guys talk about the. The protesters, even now, still, I saw, you know, he was posting on Facebook that they can't say much about where they're playing in advance because people protest. But did you, you know, meet up with any issues or resistance doing what you did? I don't know if you want to look at it from the female angle or just in general, you know, is it something that you 
had issues with either personally or, you know, from others? Yeah. When I announced I was going to do the documentary, uh, well, first I did a short documentary for my film class because it was like my last class in school around that time too. So it was my documentary film class. So I did a short on the mentors and then that, um, like a few months later, I announced a full length. Um, and, uh, I got a lot of kind of lash. I don't, don't want to say like lash from friends, but I guess a lot of, uh, warnings about be care- being careful, like oh, right. to not get hit by a train. Oh, really? You no. Know? Yeah. <laughs> didn't well, even think about that angle. Too. Of it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't even think of that angle of it that, yeah, that's uh, very mysterious. I'm going to get to that one. <laughs> uh, I did receive one email from a friend who I was in film school with and she was just like furious. And, you know, this letter was very emotionally charged. Like, how can I support like such a horrible band? And just, oh. I was like, geez. <laughs> and I was like, I, like I understand where you're coming from and like thank you for the concern (laughs) I know you're probably you mean well and I was like but I'm a journalist you know like my like I'm intrigued by the shock and the culture I'm just intrigued how like how people live their lives whether or not I agree with it I mean I am a mentors fan but I try to come at all subject matters from an unbiased standpoint because that's what journalists do so I explained this to her, and she was, like, not having it, just, like, totally closed down to anything I said. So wow. I was like, well. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have people like that, you know, that just for yeah. whatever reason. That's, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. But at least I was but... able to look at her perspective and, like, calmly explain everything to her. So Sure. But, you know, you get people like that. Right, right. And all those, and all the people like that are the ones protesting. Exactly. Yeah, like I get, mean, get to know the facts. Yeah, They're right. posting about facts that aren't even real because if you would Google it, you would find out for yourself. <laughs> right. And all they're doing is bringing more attention. You know, yeah. like the PMRC thing was so fucking ridiculous because I, I was in a band back in that time and I'm like, please put a fucking sticker on our album. <laughs> It'll get us more. We'll more sell yeah. more. Please put the fucking sticker yeah. on there. I'll get some printed myself Sometimes and put I'm them on. I'm kind of like egg them on. Oh, You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, really? Right. <laughs> Come right. on, bring it. No, <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Um, something I don't know if you really would want to get into much, but like uh, in the interview with Alan Ranch, it was really odd. And anybody who hasn't seen the documentary yet, they name is a possible person might have Kurt Cobain's death or whatever. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Alan Ranch? And like I said, if that's something you don't want to get into, that's fine. But yeah. What- um, well, I when I met well when I we set up the interview. It was, well, first of all, it took me like a year and a half to even get a hold of him. Really? Like his wow. Facebook said he lives in Germany. I was like, fuck, I don't have a budget to fly to Germany. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so I hit him up a few times, never heard anything back from him. And then eventually I tried like five or six times, got a hold of him. Um, when we did the interview, he seemed very like in a hurry. He's just like, all right, let's do this. Like he didn't want like to be he, there. He wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't even answer like simple, like, back in the day questions you know wow. like how he looks awkward changed, sitting there. you know like he was just very stubborn from the get-go yeah i'm glad i got a release form before the interview <laughs> i thought the same thing i'm like yeah. i hope she got him to sign something before <laughs> yeah. he stormed out of there like a big fucking baby too. wow yeah that was crazy so, but i just and 
we yeah, wondered what did you think of like I mean I know the film kind of leaves it up in the air but I mean I, it seems awfully suspicious to me I mean just yeah. as a, a person of observing it you know but what are your thoughts on it well I don't know I'm I don't really have a strong thought on it I'm the type of person they're like, sure, aliens might exist. Who knows? Right. Sure. Government conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Right. It's always a you possibility. Know? So I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the I think the question is, do you believe in coincidences? Right. And the matter of the fact is no one knows what happened except El Duce. Right. That's true. Yeah. So I just was just asking every perspective of each question right, right, I could it. ask to Alan Wrench, you know, because I'm like, don't you feel bad since he's your friend and you're the last one who saw him? Right. And then I, you know, and then I went, it's like, well, did you kill Kurt Cobain? Like, <laughs> that's what people are saying on the internet. Oh, that was awesome. Internet stuff, that was know? awesome. I was like, like I good for her. That. Right. Yeah. He's like, done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was the obvious fucking elephant in the room, you know? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I asked him about his music and stuff too. You know, so I wasn't all like in his face about that. Um, but right. yeah, he just didn't really uh, cooperate very well. But I appreciate his time. Uh, oh, sure, so. sure. Yeah, because it's an interesting angle of it all, you know, is what happened. And he's a player in it, whether he likes it or not, you know. But, yeah. Um, how has the response been with the metal media, the punk metal scene in general? You've getting what kind of feedback are you guys getting from it? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Like, all the screenings have been really killer, though we haven't had very many. Um, but the DVD response is good. Um, we've been selling DVDs and starting to have more screenings. Um, a lot of me metal media outlets will promote on there, but there's a lot that won't either. Right. Um, I directly contacted a specific writer of a heavy metal online platform and she's like they won't even touch the mentors really? oh, wow. and uh i'm on the phone i don't have a cigarette no <laughs> <laughs> nice nice touch <laughs> I, like, I don't smoke <laughs> um but uh what was i saying <laughs> uh the metal media Fucking... yeah the metal uh, media and... oh yeah yeah so she's like they won't touch it with a 10-foot pole i was like are you serious like what if you you know, make the headline to where, like, and I hate playing off the fucking female card, you know? Right. When I had, a, like, all girl band, I didn't say, oh, girl band, oh, female fronted band. That's stupid. Right. You know, I don't feel like gender has anything to do with True. Like, how to sell your art. But I was like, well, what if you say, you know, female <laughs> uh, journalist documents rape rock culture or something like that? Yeah. Sure. You know, because, like, people are like, will be like, oh, shit. Well, I want to see what this female has because they're a feminist or whatever. And, like, she'll tell, like, almost like she'll tell the truth. Right. You know, because, you know, I'm whatever gender. Yeah. So I kind of, like, looked at it like that, too. I was yeah. like, well, you know, I'm trying to, like, tell the feminist, like, give it a chance. Like, watch the documentary. It's hilarious. Right. It's right. like George Carlin. <laughs> or, you know, right. even Chris Rock is fucking expensive, you know? Right. It's just like all those comedians, so. Well, it's funny because when I but bought no. it online and I got the email, I, I think it was from you, you know, thanks for mm -hmm. buying the DVD. And I remember oh, yeah. I replied. And then I remember doing a double take because I'm like, 
was that a fucking chick that said she put this thing together? Because <laughs> I'm like, I know all about the mentors, and I was just like, pretty fucking impressed. Like, wow, that's, that's cool shit. She's got to be cool as hell. And then I was like looking at your profile and all the skateboard and stuff, and I'm like, damn, yeah, that's fucking badass. So I was, it made me think of second because you know it's not the typical thing you would think and again whether yeah. that's right or wrong and like you said whether people just perceive you know that's not something a female should do and of course your age would matter too because i'm yeah. mm-hmm. i'm 51 so my generation would have been much less you know appropriate or commonplace than it would be now you know so mm-hmm. right but, yeah um do you like do you have any uh other projects coming up that you're working on that you'd like to let anybody know about? Well, I don't want to say anything too specific, okay. but I've been doing for months, for like a year now, I've been just researching and studying about grant writing because that's the ultimate, you know, like that's the first step of a film. Like you can't make a film without money. So right. I'm looking into grants oh, right now wow. and I've been writing two two and a half two different treatments for grant proposals for my next film all right cool so yeah i mean if i could like well good luck to you on that i hope you get that yeah if i can kill this grant the writing proposal then you know it's on but i'm working on it all right cool that's really cool yeah i know uh, i'm a fiction writer and i've written book queries before and it's just amazing to try to summarize a huge project in like two paragraphs. I mean, it's like, how yeah. do you do that? And you know, you only have seconds of somebody's time that they're going to yeah. look at this and be like, no, or, hmm. Uh, and it, it's very hard to do it. And so I, I'm yeah. sure with what you're doing, it's similar in that you're trying to, you know, make the point as succinctly as you can and you know mm-hmm. whatever hoops you probably have to jump through with the government of course but uh, yeah it's good because i'm learning so much oh I'm like sure. i look back on my film and i'm like fuck like i'm like 10 times better of an editor than i you know like i could do 3d stuff now that's awesome. imagine cool. the possibilities yeah no you <laughs> so. you did a really nice job with you didn't overdo it with the mentors dvd i thought it was just very tastily done but oh, you could tell that it was done by somebody that knows what they're doing. It was very professional. It was about, it was about it. Right. But it was so funny in stark contrast to the professionalism are the lyrics of you know, <laughs> when that fucking guy was reading the lyrics the of priest. Golden Showers. I thought I was going to lose my fucking mind. That was so goddamn funny. And you could yeah. see the lyrics on the screen. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like. It's just, it's just fucking awesome. So, right. Thanks. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. You know, I'm such a fan. It was have... just perfect, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying as a fan, it was like perfect, you know, really. Oh, right. Yeah, I think I did a pretty good job at telling a story. There's so much, too. It's really hard to fit how many years now into like one full length. Right. Yeah. Decades. I could probably do another documentary. <laughs> you probably, you probably could, yeah. Oh, like a tour or something. Oh, I'm sure that would be a fucking sight. I'm sure. I can yeah. only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, my old band played a show with uh, uh, a band called Dead Orchestra that toured with the Mentors a couple times, and the guys were mm-hmm. telling me that uh, when they would travel from city to city they would after the shows they would put uh trash bags and tape them to el duce's legs 
So when he, when he would piss his pants, he wouldn't get piss all over the van. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is so fucking disgusting. You know? But yeah, to I, just I, think I of having story. to factor that in. Like, all right, are all the drums in? <laughs> all right, the mics? Okay, did somebody fucking put the garbage bags on, on DJ. DJ? Yeah. But yeah. then he just started pissing his pants on his own without those. Right. He, like, graduated. Oh, my God. It's just you know. hearing the stories and then That's watching it so on the D. DVD, and then I get yeah. that other one that I bought, that El Duce Vita or whatever, bunch of oh, the, yeah. the music videos for like On the Rag and Golden Shower. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, those are fucking amazing, so definitely. Yeah. But I see you dig, from looking at Facebook and stuff, I see you dig skateboarding, and I just wonder, how the hell do you find the time to do that with all you got going on? <laughs> well, I grew up skating uh, on and off, you know, so... I've been skating my whole life, but it's just, you know, like you need exercise. So I skate on the weekends or, or during lunch when I do art too. So I feel like it all just comes together, you know, like when I'm not writing, I'm painting when I'm not painting, I'm skateboarding. Like I just fill in my gaps with, keep yourself busy with lots of things. Yeah. Things I like. That's cool. That's cool. Right on. Well, uh, like, how can our how can uh, our listeners, anybody listening, interested in this uh, DVD? How can they uh, how can they acquire one? Go to mentorsrockumentary.com. Mentors. Subscribe, and I'll send everyone free stickers. Oh, I'm about, about to order more too, so I got to get rid of these old ones. <laughs> All right, right. Well, All they're right. not old, but you know. No, like, I got you. I just want to like spread like spread the earth with mentor stickers right. <laughs> exactly so post them up stop signs telephone there poles. you go <laughs> there you go your church uh, front door maybe yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's awesome well thanks a lot church April. of skating <laughs> church of skating <laughs> i skated a little when i was younger but i never really got into it real big but it was fun yeah for sure yeah hell yeah well, thanks a lot, April, for doing this yeah. interview. I hope you guys have continued success with the movie. Like I said, it can't say enough how much it kicks total ass from a longtime fan and horns way up from us here at Murder Metal Mayhem. And thank you again. Fuck yeah. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Later. Thank you, April. Bye. Fisher of Sick Rick Masks on uh, Skype here. And Rick, uh, you are fucking killing it, dude. I love the new El Duce mask. It's it's almost chilling. It's so fucking realistic, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Anytime, man. Uh, what was that like? I mean, being involved in that process. So I'm sure some of our listeners maybe aren't aware of what you did. Well, it was definitely a challenge. Sometimes the sculpting gods smile on me, and sometimes they give me uh, problems. In the <laughs> in the case of the El Duce mask, they gave me lots and lots of problems. So uh, it was a lot of back and forth with uh, Dr. Heathen Scum and uh, a couple other folks, uh, uh, Duce's longtime girlfriend, 
and friend of the band, uh, Jenny, uh, helped a lot. So yeah, it was, I just, I couldn't get it, man. It just wasn't coming to me. And the images that they were providing were older and not real descriptive. So it was, it was a fight, but eventually, eventually, uh, after watching some video footage, I was able to kind of get a, a better capture of his image. Yeah, that was amazing. I know uh, when I talked with Dr. Heathen Scum last night, he talked about how happy he was with how it turned out. And, and just it was a an arduous process, but you guys got there, and it, he was very, very happy. So that's awesome, man, that you worked so closely with all those guys. Yeah, I try to do that with pretty much every project I do because, you know, although, you know, with some of my past projects, I've actually, you know – seen those people in when they were alive, but not, you know, didn't have any kind of a a friendship or relationship with them. So I really have to rely on the people who, you know, family members or bandmates or, you know, significant others. And I mean, the people that really knew them saw them day in and day out, they know, you know, they know the expressions. And, and, and so I really, I lean on those people to, to kind of guide me through it. I mean, I'm only able to, I, I kind of uh, approach it like a mathematical formula. You know, I just, I'm trying to sort through the the data and, and try to come up with the correct answer, but you really do need those other people to kind of tell you, you know, he, he never made that expression or, right. you know, his eyes are, are, are open too wide or they're, or they're too closed or, you know, let's lose that smirk or let's gain a smirk or let's, you know, so it, it, uh, it has its challenges. It's very rewarding once you get something out and everybody loves it. And, and the people that were close to the subject are like, holy shit. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at my brother again, you know, oh, yeah. or my son or my, my friend, you know, so I, it's, for me, it's it's rewarding when, when it has that kind of effect on people. Yeah, that's really cool. Heathen Scum said he put it on and it freaked him out because he saw Duce's face on his body. <laughs> so you know, he cool. tried to call me yesterday. <laughs> Maybe that was Because I shipped it to New Orleans. Yeah, that's, that's where he said he picked it up in New Orleans, so he got it. Yeah, yes, but he, he tried it. to call me and my phone was fucking up and I was oh. at a live show and it was really loud. And I, I heard his voice for a second <laughs> and then I was like... Dude, I got I got to talk to you later. And then he was like, "Hello." <laughs> it was That's one. Of, it was one of those comical type. Oh sure, dude. I guarantee you, Rick. He was calling you to tell him how bad it freaked him out because <laughs> I think I talked to him about an hour or so later. So it was pretty fresh. So it was nice. it was pretty funny and very cool for an interview spontaneous moment for sure but uh yeah that's <laughs> cool. that's awesome man um obviously uh i know you're you know you have a website where people can buy your stuff and i know that the band is selling i think some of the masks on the road right yeah yeah what we do uh, with with this uh project their their royalties are coming in the form of uh masks you know product so right. They will be uh, unloading them on the tour. Uh, I suspect the the few I send him already will probably go in the next week or so, and I'll probably have to ship him <clears throat> another group, and then I'll be seeing him in, in Cleveland in about a month. So I'll be able to hook him up with, then with the last few pieces to get him the rest of the stretch. So, yeah, you should be able to see that. I mean, 
just to, you know, sometimes seeing stuff in person, you know, makes a difference versus just the images online. So if anybody at the shows wants to just see what they look like and then order later, that's cool. Or if you got the scratch, buy it at the show. Yeah, get one at the show. It's all for the same United cause. So that's really awesome. Um, you know, I, I first heard of you through John Borowski. He had posted a picture of a mask he got from you of Gacy and that really blew my mind. And that's where I first saw or heard of you. And I followed the link and then read up and went to your website and saw all the other stuff you did. But again, we probably have some people listening that may not be familiar with, uh, your work, Rick, but in a nutshell, uh, what, what could people expect if they go check it out? Well, it's it's typically uh, obscure characters or or darker characters. I do uh, a lot of music related stuff, as that's my biggest influence. I you know I'm a huge music fan, and uh, so I like to approach the different musical subjects that uh, maybe. Uh, they definitely have enough of a following to uh, to warrant uh, a, a mask like this, but maybe the larger mask manufacturers couldn't make it profitable. I'm able to kind of do these G.G. Allen and, you know, Duce and, you know, Jeff Clayton from Anti-Scene. I do these guys that I'm fond of and that I that All I right. find fascinating. And the, the, the size of my business is such that it's able to accommodate the demand, but uh, and make it profitable. Whereas, you know, a, a big trick or treat studios or the, the guys that are, you know, doing like the, the big horror film releases, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to be like when I did an Iron Maiden piece, I did a, a motorhead piece. Now, both of those went through a larger company where I don't actually replicate the, I mean, I did the sculpture and I did the prototypes for the factory guys to know what to do, but, um, uh, I kind of went on a little, uh, left turn there. I didn't really answer your question. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I, I do music related stuff and I do, and I do true crime pieces. Uh, I try to make them as realistic as possible based on the information that I have. I have, uh, some new projects in the works that are going to be coming up, but most recently El Duce, which is turning out to be, uh, very well, uh, received. And then I also did, uh, J.R. Bob Dobbs from the Church of the Subgenius, which yeah. is directly related to, uh, or a lot of crossover with the Devo fan base, who I also do the Devo Boogie Boy masks. Nice. So, so that was just like build-in sales. You know, all those people oh, that sure. bought the Boogie Boy are buying J.R. Bob Dobbs. So, right, right. So, Subgenius is a good, good one to go with. Yeah, that's cool, and I like that the way the masks are either masks or that you can mount them like they're. Can you explain that? Yeah the 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 mask collecting community and very few of my customers actually stem from the mask collecting community. Most of them are music fans or true crime fans. So they don't completely get why I would make a mask that you can't really wear. But, <laughs> but the, the, what, what happens is some people just want the bust, you know, they want the image and they want the eyes painted and they want the eyes glossed and they want it to look as hyper realistic as possible. Right. When you're making a, a mask for for wearable purposes, you kind of have to either put a sight slit, d- depending on the the shape of the head, you either have to put a sight slit underneath the eyebrow, or 
completely remove the eye altogether. And so <clears throat> that that's not what I mean, like if like I'm I'm a well, I'm a big fan of Gigi Allen. So right. if I were not myself and I was buying this from somebody, I'd want the Gigi Allen where it looks like him and it oh, doesn't sure. have the eyes cut out. You know, yeah, that's- I agree. <laughs> I think it's cool. If I were to get one, that's what I would want, too, is the, the ones that you mount or display as compared to wearing them. You know, my thought, I think maybe the first time I contacted you, I said, I love these masks, but I'm trying to figure out where the hell I'm going to put them in my house. That's not going to scare my grandkids half to death because I, <laughs> I love the Gacy one. And I'm like, where the fuck do you put that? You know, so I'm going to have to figure <laughs> that one out because I really do need one of these because they're so friggin' cool. But I wanted to make sure people knew that it was more than a mask if you want it that way. So, yeah, they're 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 thicker when you when you see them in person or when you handle one, I think you'll 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 certainly be able to distinguish the difference in quality between what I make and what you might be able to purchase at Walmart. You know, it's a, it's, right. it's certainly more of a piece of artwork than it is a functional mask. Now it is, you know, it's something that you can wear and some of the designs, you know, are, are specifically, you know, for only for wear. Right. It just depends right. on the deal that I strike with the people who are the decision makers. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to, yeah. to know that people are out there running around committing crimes with the mask <laughs> that I, that I make. So there you go. That boy, that fucking put you on the map on the, you know, plaster on CNN or Fox or something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody doing one of those, uh, what's that one with the guy with the bomb around his neck? See, he needed a sick Rick mask exactly. to go with that would have been fucking epic, you know, in the middle of the street with the mask on and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well very cool man it was uh, great to talk to you um and i hope that we can talk to you again other projects come up because we're doing this weekly podcast on murder metal mayhem and i may wind up running this uh in more than just the el duce uh, or uh, i'm sorry the mentors episode that we're doing i just thought with your tie-in with the new mask it'd be cool but we'll probably use it somewhere else as well so what's the best way for people to get you rick your website well the website i you know is a good place to order if you uh if you know what you want and you just want to click a button and have it pop up at your house but if you have questions you know i i understand that you know not everybody is in in and out of this all day long like I am. So I can understand where questions might arise. So if anybody wants to message me through Facebook, my uh, my main Facebook that I actually use regularly, not my Facebook business page because Facebook business pages are bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's just Rick Fisher and then in parentheses, S-I-K-R-I-K-M-A-S-K-S, uh, in parentheses. And uh, – and my website is S-I-K-R-I-K-M-A-S-K-S.com. So uh, either through the website or or through uh, my personal Facebook page is probably the best ways. Fantastic. Well, excellent. Again, Rick, uh, awesome work. Uh, always appreciate the uh, the artistry, man. Your, your fucking thumbs up here, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm keeping on your road This time I didn't want
Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, got Dr. Heathen Scum from The Mentors doing an interview with us because we're doing this All Mentors uh, episode of Murder, Metal, Mayhem. So thank you, Dr. Heathen Scum, for oh, taking the time out. Love to do it. Thanks for the promotion. Oh, no problem, man. How's the uh, how's the tour been going? Well, so far, so good. We started on the 5th in Tucson. We've been playing almost every night with maybe two nights off in the last couple of weeks. So tonight we're playing New Orleans for the second night. We played last night on Friday also in New Orleans. That's and cool. Tomorrow night we head over to Panama City on Sunday, and then from there we're busting loose into Florida for a string of shows in Florida, then we're heading up the eastern seaboard from there. That's awesome. I think it's cool. Uh, I, we were talking about it in the interview we did with April Jones earlier about how you guys have to kind of wait until almost the last minute <laughs> to plug where you're playing because of all the protesters and all that bullshit. Yeah, that's a real shame, you know, but uh, that's how it works. But, you know, so far I don't know if it's really affected the turnout all that much because you know, locally people promote. But what I've found is these uh, – these protesters, they get wind of the dates nationally, then they'll cause all, you know, because right now it doesn't, you don't have to pay long distance to call from from uh, the West Coast to the East Coast, you know, on a right. cell phone. Uh, everybody wants, anybody's a troublemaker will cause problems. It sounds like it, yeah. And it's, I think it kind of adds to the mystique of it. I think it's really cool. Actually, I've been following you on Facebook now a few weeks and it's just kind of cool. I just old schooler myself. I've been a fan of the mentors since, uh, you asked for it came out. Um, fucking amazing. I I've been in love with the band ever since. So when I saw April was doing that documentary or rockumentary about you guys, I was just totally pumped. And I got to say, when I got it, I was very skeptical coming from it, especially a female. I couldn't imagine she'd have the fortitude for it. But holy shit, it was amazing. I thought it turned out fantastic. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, she did a great job on it. Huh? Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, she was a blast. We were talking to her about her first uh, instance working with you guys and something about a couple of chicks peeing in some dude's mouth and she's getting splashed with urine and uh, it was just fucking awesome. I just thought like, wow, this chick is really cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Portland uh, at the Red Room where that all that shit happened. Wow. Too bad that place ain't in operation no more. Yeah, all the good spots go away, don't they? Yeah, well, life goes on, time passes, and new places open up, old places close. This is true. This is true. Um, how's the uh, – man, I love the uh, masks that uh, Sick Rick made of El Duce. I'm actually going to be talking to Sick Rick tomorrow, and we're going to include his interview on this mentor special. But, man, those masks are just uncanny. They look exactly like him. I just I can't get over it. Yeah, he, he said, I, I just picked up two at the FedEx in uh, New Orleans today. Oh, So cool. I got the first two. I got uh, 
serial number zero and one or one and two or something like that. So. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah, he put a lot of hard work into it. Uh, he was going back and forth with me and one of his ex-girlfriends, uh, Jenny Nivison. And, uh, yeah, he got real close on it at one point, I thought, and just needed to bug the eyes a little bit more. And then, then he did get some other feedback and and changed it a lot. And I said, no, nah, it doesn't look like it no more. Yeah. And then he, so he, he was kind of getting discouraged there, I think, a little bit, but he he really did come through at the end and made it look just like him. In fact, I, I wore that. I, I took a picture of me wearing the thing. I was like, it looked like El Duce's head on my Oh, back. shit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I love his masks. I mean, the Gacy, all the serial killer stuff's just fantastic. Yeah, he's a good, good, does good at it. Huh? Yeah, it's un, unbelievably good. But um, how is, um, you know, what's the future hold for the mentors? I mean, what do you see or what's what's coming up? You guys get any new albums coming out? Well, we're just working on this tour. This will be the longest tour if, if we are able to get through it, which I think we will. You never know. Um, if we can get through it, it'll be the longest tour we've ever done in the history of the band, as far as I know. Wow. Uh, maybe one in 87 was a similar length. Um, but that one didn't go all the way to the end. Yeah. So this one, uh, this one um, should go until mid-September. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, we were working on re-releasing some old Duce solo stuff on CD. A guy named Sean Franklin out of uh, Connecticut is helping me do that. Oh, that's cool. So I'll be released on... I've already, he helped me re-release uh, The Man, The Myth, The Legend on CD earlier this year. And yeah, I've seen those on, on Facebook, I think. And then we're going to do Butt Fucking Man and Bulls <laughs> and Broads and all that shit. And then, well, you know, I'm always working on recording new stuff. I'm hoping to take a couple of days off in uh, North Carolina or Florida or something to do some recording because we do have a couple of down days to, to uh, fill up with doing something in the next couple of in a week after next. Nice. But uh, I've got tons of stuff in the can. In fact, I've been going back, and there's a guy named Brian Cahew, who's a world-class expert on the Beatles recording stuff. He wrote a whole book on the Beatles, and he's Roger Daltrey sound guy and stuff. Anyway, he's been transferring a lot of my old tapes to a digital format. Oh, cool. And I've been finding a lot of stuff in there I completely forgot about. So <laughs> some of that, too, and just keep going, man. I just turned 60. I don't know how much longer I could Fuck yeah, be alive, man. <laughs> but hopefully if I could get to 80, maybe I could get, get like maybe five or six more albums. Out of there it. you go. There you go. Yeah, I just love the DVD. It was just so cool. A lot of things, of course, I didn't know even as a fan because when I first started listening to you guys, of course, before the Internet, it was a lot harder to find stuff out, but it was a really – well done uh, documentary, I thought, and as a fan, I, I was in love uh, with how it was put together, and I hope, you know, the rest of the, you know, project and sales go good for you guys, because I know how hard it is for bands to survive, and I'm sure with your, you know, very, very uh, finite niche out there, it's got to be tough, so anything helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware, I wrote a book about... Um, my experience with the mentors also called truth is funnier than fiction no i didn't know that oh yeah 394 pages available for me at esbroy at com 
for $31 okay. by mail in the U.S., 41 internationally. Okay. But that's a nice companion piece to the movie because there's a lot of pictures in there and stories. Oh, cool. And stuff. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to order stuff one. stuff that's not in there, but that's in the documentary that's in there also. So. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And I got to ask, I asked April this too, you know, when I watched it, I watched it two or three times. That interview with Alan Wrench is very unsettling, and I don't know what you can or want to talk about with that. I don't want to get too in the weeds with it, but that just, I don't know, it, it hit kind of an odd note with me. I just wondered what your take on it was. Well, I think that was his intention to have it be that way. That's really? Okay. Yeah, it was just really odd. Like, you, you're left, like, not really sure what, what exactly happened, you know. He gets upset and walks off and certainly mysterious with the way everything happened. So just just curious as all as a fan watching it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he likes that. He likes that. He wants to keep them guessing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, fair enough. And fans uh, or people listening that want to get this awesome Kings of Sleaze DVD can get it at mentorsrockumentary.com. I don't know, uh, Dr. Heathen Scum, if there's anything else you want to add or say before we sign off? Um, no, just visit my uh, Facebook page. I also sell the documentary directly. You can get it from me as well as uh, other, uh, the same price you get it from April. Very cool. Uh, and uh, it's uh, Facebook The Mentors, not The Mentors Band or any stuff like that. Just Facebook The Mentors is my page. Gotcha. So I sell all kind of merchandise there, hoods, uh, CDs, books, DVDs, a couple of different DVD titles, uh, uh, vinyl records, all kind of shit. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, man, and horns high for continuing the cause. We really appreciate it. And uh, spread so the tell word. Me, when will the uh, when's the pod podcast going to be live or uh, on the internet? The week of August sixth, uh, I'll be on vacation, so we're going to have this all assembled and then have it released. It would probably be the ninth, but I'll send you a link to it so you know, and it'll be up in perpetuity, um, oh, and it'll be free streaming. You know, everything free with it, but. Uh, with the way it's going with your interview, April, uh, Rick, uh, and, uh, and our commentary and stuff, it's probably going to be at least 90 minutes long. So it's going to be a lot of debauchery in in 90 minutes. So pretty pumped for it. I hope, I hope cool. you feel we do it justice, man. Oh, great. Where are you at Pete? I'm in central Illinois. Oh, okay. Well, we're headed over that way in a month or so. so maybe we'll oh, that'd be great, man. I'll keep my so eyes open. We're playing Hammond, Hammond, Illinois, outside ha- Chicago. Okay, Hammond, Indiana. Or Indiana, I'm sorry. That's all right. Same difference. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks a lot, Dr. Scott. Okay, Pete. See you. Later. Later. Take names, the face.
Alright, dude. Well, I don't know. I'm like almost exhausted. I am from all the mentoring. All the mentoring. <laughs> all the mentoring. Yeah. Fuck, wow. Dude. Just trying to keep up with it, man. Just, yeah, dude. It's so fun though. Those guys are so fucking great, man. It just it's some one of those things, like I said, when you're used to listening to metal that's real serious or dark. Yeah. To just cut up with some shit like that. It's pretty it's so goddamn fun, funny. Dude. And the looks on people's face yeah, when, when you they put in a song like On the Rag. You know, it's just kind of hard to... Peeping Tom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we hope you guys dug it. Uh, definitely a one-of-a-kind band. And it's not for everyone. But if you dig it, you've got a lot You're of stuff. You're going to be among the sleazy now. So you are part of that. Uh, so relish in it and listen to a lot of mentors. And there's get a lot mentored. of... Yeah, there's a lot of uh, DVDs beyond the the ones the one we've been talking about, the Kings of Sleaze. There are other ones that the band has available. So you, there's tons yes, of yeah. live shit. So if you like them and want to see more, there's a lot you, out. You can there. get it out there. Yeah. It's just very underground. So it's that's what kind of makes it cool. I think um, all the music this time, of course, mentors, mentors, so music, all everything. went with mentors the whole time. Yeah. Thanks uh, all you everybody out there for listening too and your comments everything all the yeah. feedback's still coming in good and that's yeah. awesome fucking we appreciate that shit a lot man yeah it it does mean a lot when you read the comments and uh, you know if you don't like something hell you know we're not uh, we're not that thin skinned we can't handle it but it is always nice to see people digging it and you know some of the comments about man I really like this particular interview and like the one I read. Uh, or we read on the show last time, I think, where uh, a fan wanted to go up to Shakers in Milwaukee because, yeah, because man, they heard about it from us. Yeah, so man, that sounds interesting. It. You know, I'm, I heard the interview and I really am compelled to want to go up there. And I mean, speaking of that, we're going to be up there here coming up. Uh, yep. by Two the, weeks. By the time they hear this, though, it will have happened. Yeah, well, by the time you guys hear this, we'll already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Hopefully we're okay and that the dead hooker up in the third floor didn't, you know, take our yeah, soul. Yeah, so if so. you hear this, this is our final recording. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, you know, thanks again, you guys. We really do appreciate it. The new uh, Murder Metal Mayhem merchandise is coming uh in at the time we're recording this it's coming in so by the time yeah. you're hearing this it should already have been it, on facebook and stuff with links where you can directly purchase it with paypal or a debit credit card whatever uh or old school mail it in and we'll ship anywhere in the u.s outside the u.s we'll get to that but right now we're starting with u.s only it makes it a lot easier for us but uh We'll be having, you know, specials with, you know, buy a shirt and a koozie and get two stickers or whatever uh, we'll do for yeah. you. So we'll, we're going to hook up some cool deals. So go on the Facebook page, which you can always find us easy, either searching on Facebook or just doing the murder. MurderMetalMayhem.com. Right. And you'll get it that way. And then we are having a website built, but once it's ready, it'll that'll be the website. And then we'll... We'll have links from the website to the different pages and stuff, Instagram yeah. and Twitter and all that crap. But we're working on all that stuff and have somebody it set up. It takes time, people. It does. And money, <laughs> but it does take time. And we've toyed around about maybe doing some sort of Patreon type thing. I know a lot of the podcasts do it. 
you know, we don't really want to be out there, quote unquote, begging for money right. by any stretch. But if people are interested, you know, we would consider maybe doing it for extra content or get the shows a day early, you know, different things like that yeah. that we could do to to thank people uh, for doing it. But the only reason is it just costs money to do this stuff. It doesn't cost very much, but, but it, it does, does cost, cost money. Right. So hopefully with the merch, that'll help offset that. And we may down the road do the Patreon, but we're not looking at doing it right away. It's just been a discussion. Right. So, so we'll see, but we'll catch you guys next time. Then. You guys have a good week.